0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 920. John Lee
1: Dumas presents EO Fire and FreepodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite.
0: Why meet with your clients and coworkers online with Citrix GoToMeeting? Because it's a smarter way to meet. Try it free for 30 days, nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Ready to get your life organized? LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with an independent attorney. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for a special discount. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Dean Lori. Dean, are you prepared to ignite
1: Uh, Yeah, I am prepared to ignite. (laughs) I love it.
0: Dean is an Emmy-nominated writer slash producer of TV and movies, including Arrested Development, Major Pain, Friday the 13th Part 9, and many more. He's also the author and publisher of Romance for Men and Fitness Confidential. Dean, say what's up to Fire Nation and let us know what's going on in your world.
1: Well, um, you know, I've just been uh, real busy. I've always got a bunch of projects uh, going on, and, uh, you know, right now I've got uh, the two books out, Romance for Men and Fitness Confidential, and I'm I'm getting ready to do, uh, to publish the sequel uh, to Fitness Confidential. And then, um, you know, I also do a bunch of TV and and movie stuff. I have a movie right now that's uh, in production, an animated movie called uh, Animal Crackers that I co-wrote that... um, it has entered, it's it's a relatively low budget uh, animated movie. It's only like fifteen million bucks, which is cheap, you know, because usually those are over a hundred. But it's got a great great cast. Um, we have uh, John Krasinski, uh, Emily Blunt. Um, Ian McKellen, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Danny DeVito, uh, J- Raven Simone. So we've got this great cast. So we're in the process of uh, recording the actors now. Uh, the animation is going to happen in Spain. And then um, I'm right now in the process of uh, uh, writing a pilot uh, for FX, uh, the FX Network. That's an animated pilot based on my book Romance for Men. And, um, and I'm doing that with Adam Reed, who is the creator and showrunner of Archer. Which is a great animated show on FX. Love so- <laughs> Archer's great, and he's a great guy, and he and his partner, Matt Thompson, they have this—actually, used to talk to those guys. They have an animation studio that they own uh, in Atlanta, and uh, that studio does all the animation for Archer and the shows that they uh, produce. So it's kind of a great setup. It's really cool. They're nice guys, and so they're my producing partners on it. I mean, I'm writing it and running it, but uh, we'll use their studio, and they're great guys. So um, so that's those are the, the things I'm sort of mostly involved in right now. See,
0: this is some pretty cool stuff and a lot of stuff. And that's why I was really excited to bring you on, Dean, to Entrepreneur on Fire, because we're going to be coming at things from a pretty cool and fresh angle. I mean, you have just done some incredibly cool things, and I just love everything you bring to the mix. One question I did have, just because I've kind of always been curious, you know, when it comes to animated movies versus not. And I feel like you might have some insight to this. Uh, I'd love to hear it if you do. To me you know, for an actor to be in an actual, a real, you know, a movie where there's not animation, you know, there's, there's makeup, there's scenes, they're having to get dressed up, they're doing all these different things. And and there's a lot of pros to that and they get paid a lot of money. And then for the animated movies and they're just doing voiceovers, you know, I'm just kind of picturing them, you know, like, like me and probably you right now, you know, maybe wearing pants, maybe not, you know, just having fun, like just doing their voice into a microphone, but not much more. It's kind of more laid back, more chill. What's the reality there? I mean, is there a draw for these actors and actresses that, you know, really have those voices that have got out there to to do these animation films because there's just a lot more, I don't know, flexibility or, or what's the well, deal with I, that?
1: I, yeah. I mean, I think if you were to talk to, you know, regular actors who also do voice work for animation, you know, what the appeal is to them, I think the answer would be sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay. You know, it's exactly what you were saying. It's, you know, there's such... Drama and, and such, you know, a deal that goes into getting oh, makeup, yeah. and you got to wake up early. Here, they just literally they roll in in sweatpants and a t-shirt. In fact, I think they actually go out of their way to dress really crappy, <laughs> just because they can, you know. And they come in and it's very relaxed and it's fun and it's only you know it's you're talking two to four hours, you know, in a session and then they're done for the day. Um, and so it's just a great gig if you're an actor and and you know we try to make it a lot of fun and and all of that. So I mean, I've done a lot of both. You know, I did many live action movies and TV shows and animation is relatively new for me. I mean, this is the first animated movie that I've done and uh, romance for men, the, the animated thing at FX, that's the first animated TV show I've done. So this, this is all kind of new for me, but I really, you know, I like the process. I, I like both. I like being on a set, you know, and, and dealing with shooting and all that, but I also uh, enjoy animation, which is a little bit more laid back in a way.
0: So I'm really excited to hear some stories from your journey because I mean, you just have the gift for gab. I mean, you really have done a lot of things. You've seen a lot of things. But first, I do want to take a minute in and do what I call the one minute mindset, which is five insights into your mind. It's just a fascinating one, Dean.
1: Okay. There's only, there's only, I only have four insights. So <laughs> you'll, you'll have to be very.
0: Okay. Okay. I just, I just crossed one off the list. So we're okay. at four now. Ideally, Dean, what are the first 80 minutes of your day look like?
1: Oddly enough, I like to get up and write. Um, so typically what I'll do is get up, um, go get some coffee because I, um, I desperately oh, yeah. need coffee uh, to get started. Um, and then I'll sit down and I'll usually go over the previous day's work, whatever that is. It's usually a script. And I'll kind of rewrite the pages that I wrote the previous day, which is a little bit easier than writing, you know, original material. And I'll do that for an hour or two hours, something like that. And then at that point, I'll sort of get showered and get dressed and, and begin the day. And that usually involves going into the office at some point and then there's meetings and things like that. But I really like, you know, that that early morning time to get some writing done because that's when things are quiet and it's when I'm most relaxed because it feels it, it, you know, in a weird way, it's like uh, uh, doing voiceover work for animation. It's just, you know what I mean? Because I'm just in my, I'm in my sweats and yeah. it's just relaxed and there's no pressure on it. So it, it just, um, I feel like I actually kind of get the best work done then. So that, that's what I usually do in the morning.
0: So, Dean, what's your biggest weakness overall as an entrepreneur?
1: I think it's probably uh, taking on too many projects at once. Um, I, I you know run into this continually because there's you know there's tons of stuff I'm interested in. You know th- there's tons of shows I want to do, and then I have a lot of other ventures that are you know that are outside of that. Like I. Have a a business with uh, uh, a friend, Vinny Tortorich, who I did uh, Fitness Confidential with, who's a personal trainer. And he and I started a uh, a line of uh, vitamins called Pure Vitamin Club. And that's its own, like, separate business that's actually kind of taking off. And it's great, but that's, you know, uh, that's in addition to all the other stuff I do. And sometimes I just kind of sometimes I realize there's just not enough hours in the day and it becomes a little bit hard for me to, to focus. Like there's just so many things going on that, you know, you can get overwhelmed or at least I can. And when there's too many things going on, sometimes I find myself just getting paralyzed. Like I don't, it, there's so many things that require attention that I don't know where to begin. So, you know, what I've been trying to do is get a little bit better about um, focusing on the projects that I'm most passionate about and, you know, and uh, being open to help in sort of organizing my day and, uh, and and focusing.
0: And side note about the Pure Vitamin Club Fire Nation, I uh, am a proud member. Have a bottle Dean on my desk yeah. right now. Yeah, last time I talked to you and Vinny when we were doing yeah. some podcast uh, strategy, I was like, I'm going to order that, and I ordered that's it. And so
1: it's been amazing. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's, it's really been taking off. It was one of those like homespun things that you know, Vinny you know, he he had been angry about, vit- like the one thing that he believed in are, are, are multivitamins. And so, you know, he, he, uh, but he hated the way that most multivitamins are, at, right. you know, supplement, you know, all bunch of stuff. So we decided to do this thing and it seemed like impossible. Like, you know, how, how do you go from, you know, just the desire to, to create vitamins to a company that does create them and, you know, gets them out to people. And it, that was a learning experience. I mean, it was like, you know, we had to do a lot of, uh, a lot of work and a lot of research and we figured. It out and you know it was uh, fun to do, but that was actually for me. It was kind of interesting just because you know it made me realize that that you can pretty much do anything as long as you have the desire and will to do it. Because if you had asked me a year ago if that was a possibility, I would have said I don't know anything about. Like (laughs) how would I you know how would I do that?
0: That could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself, sure. and maybe it should be in six months or so. We'll get you two on and start talking some statistics and some really inside scoop stuff, which be great. will be a blast. So, Dean, what's your biggest strength?
1: Stick to itiveness. I mean, I, I will. You know, I will uh, keep banging away at a project until there is literally no breath left in it. You know, I <laughs> like when I'm writing a script. I will write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. You know until either the project is absolutely dead or you know I get it on the air, and uh, and and that's just and that it really is something that I just kind of learned. um, I, I just learned by experience because you know what I found was that the things that you think are going to work are very often the things that do not work, and you know the things that you never. Imagine had a shot are often the things that go forward, and you just don't know. And so, you know, I, I realize that you have to just give every project your full attention and your your, your full, um, uh, you know, effort because you don't know what will work. And and like like for instance, I, years ago, I wrote this movie called Major Pain, and it was written for Universal. And from the start, it was designed to star Clint Eastwood. He was, you know, it's about this very tough. Major in the military who has to deal with a bunch of kids, and it was always designed as a Clint Eastwood movie. And then uh, I, I wrote a few drafts of it, and I got a call from uh, the studio, Universal, and they said, "Great news, uh, we got the star." And I said, "Oh my God, we got Clint Eastwood." <laughs> and they said, "They said no, it's going to be Damon Wayne." Wayne's and I said. What? Like I couldn't I couldn't think of anybody less like Clint Eastwood than Damon Wayne, who I did not know at the time. Right. And, you know, and and so I was a little resistant initially. And then I met with him and we became friends and did a rewrite and, and all of that. But that was one of those things where I just realized, like, you just never know. You know, you just because at that point I could have quit and said, hey, we talked about Clint Eastwood. I don't want to go down this path. And we ended up, you know, making a movie that I'm actually really proud of now. It was a very fun movie to do, and it's funny and and has, you know, led kind of a a long life on video. But that was really just a question of going, okay, this isn't what I I was expecting, but let me follow this path. And it it ended up being great.
0: It's actually the reason why I joined the Army. I'm not going to lie. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it had something to do with it. I mean, I will say that it was something I definitely grew up with as as a movie that uh, I look very fondly back upon. And Dean, it's just an example of you you having all these irons in the fire. So I'm going to kind of hold your feet to the fire now and ask you the one thing that has you most fired up right now.
1: You know what? I bet it's romance for men. It's uh, uh, probably because you know it's a it's a book i wrote um i published it it got a lot of attention because there were a ton of you know celebrities that read it and loved it and blurbed it so that you know that was big and now that it's moving forward at fx um you know as an animated show it's just like I, i'm just excited about it because it was a very very homespun project you know from the book to the show and, and all of that so it it just feels um I don't know. It just feels like like a very handmade thing, and so I'm very excited about that. And oddly enough, I'm excited about Pure Vitamin Club just because it's like such a different yeah. thing that you know. It's like uh, just uh, it's a it, that uh, I guess uh, exercises a different muscle for me. So that you know that's fun too. Yeah, but it's probably romance for men right now.
0: No, I hear you, and let's be honest. I mean, you know this being in the movie business with royalties and the such, but I mean for entrepreneurs give me some of that recurring revenue, please. Like not a bad thing. So Dean, you know how to write stories. You also know how to tell stories. I mean, you're not one of those writers that, you know, the minute they open their mouth, you're like, Oh my God, they actually wrote that. Like, that's so weird. Like, no, you can, you can talk to talk too. So what I want you to do is to do just that with a story, but this is your story of what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. So Dean, take us there, real time, and and really share that moment with us.
1: All right. I will tell you a story. This was from many years ago. This was pro- this may be 15 years ago. Um, Disney wanted to make a movie based on Stretch Armstrong, <laughs> you know, the toy, Stretch oh, yeah. Armstrong. So they had the rights to it. And Danny DeVito was going to star in Stretch Armstrong for Disney. and um, And I had a great pitch. I was so excited about it. It was going to be that you know, Danny was a, a, uh, a cat burglar, but he was a terrible cat burglar because he was short and he couldn't really, he couldn't climb fences. He couldn't get into places and all that. So through a series of things, he ends up getting stretchy, you know? And um, so now he can, you know, he can slide underneath doors. He can go over. He becomes this sort of great cat burglar. And then in addition to that, um, he stretches himself out from, you know, whatever height and, and sort of dimensions he is right now to being like a six foot two guy who's, you know, thin and muscular and uh, all of that. He looks exactly like, you know, like DeVito, but he changes his dimensions. And so, you know, and suddenly the world opens up to him and all that. So that was that was the, the basis of the movie. And the head of the studio at the time was so excited about it. And I remember they were saying, that's the one sheet. That's the poster. Is Danny looking the way he does here? And then Danny looking all stretched out in the way he, you know, he does here. And that just seemed like really big. So we were really excited. And then I had to go pitch to Danny DeVito. And it was a very high stress meeting because it was the president of Disney and all these executives and the producers and Danny. And I was young at this point. I, I really was very kind of new to the, to the business. And I remember waiting in the lobby to go in and pitch this. And uh, just before we went in, the producer leaned over to me and he said, oh, by the way, you can't pitch any of that stuff about Danny, you know, stretching himself and turning into other dimensions. He said, you know, Danny, I think he's going to be a little sensitive about his height. And then in addition to that, we don't have the money in the effects budget to really do any of that stuff. So you can't pitch any of that. And I was in a panic because that was the entire pitch. I didn't have anything outside (laughs) of that. And so, you know, and I was too green then to just say, Hey, uh, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, like, uh, but uh, so I panicked and, and listened to him. And so then I went into this meeting with all this pressure and I started just making up a pitch. Like I didn't, I didn't have a pitch and I'm like, I don't know, he's got a dog. And then, you know, and it was, and it was terrible. It was the worst pitch that I ever did. And, and I could tell there was just a chill across the room. And there was silence when I finished and the president of Disney turned to Danny and said, Danny, Does that sound like something you'd like to do? And he smiled and said, no. (laughs) And I was just, I was, you know, I was shattered because it was, this was a big opportunity for me and I blew it. And so what I realized then was, you know, you can't, you can't let yourself get thrown by that stuff. You know, it's like, yeah, you got to roll with the punches a little bit. But if you have something that you believe in, you should go, you know, you should you should, you should go down swinging, basically. You know, you should go in, um, give it your absolute best shot. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least it didn't work with something you believed in as opposed to something you screwed up. So that was uh, that, that was that was a bad moment for me and a, and a life lesson.
0: At least it didn't work with something that you believed in. I mean, to me, that really sums it up. I mean, Fire Nation, if we're gonna go after this, or we're gonna do this thing, and we're gonna be entrepreneurs, let's go out with a ball of flame. And that ball of flame is either gonna explode into success or failure. But either way, you know, we're gonna be there at the end with what we believe in if we go forward with that. So, Dean, yeah, huge lessons here on, on, on so many fronts. Now, just want to do a little bit of a shift here. And you've had so, so many of these aha moments, these light bulbs throughout your journey that have turned on. What's one, if you could just really pull one out that you know would resonate with our listeners, with Fire Nation, what's one aha moment that you've had? What story is that?
1: It's not to try to plan out the way that your life and career is going to go. Um, Because, you know, again, it, it sort of goes back to that thing about you know, not knowing what's going to click and, and, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and what won't. Because what I found, you know, over the course of doing a lot of this stuff is that virtually all of the things that I did that ended up working were essentially happy accidents that occurred because I prepared and allowed them to happen. And, you know, um, so I find that, that it's best, If you just pursue the things that you're really passionate about, um, knowing that they may not come to pass and, uh, but do the work. And then if you do the work that opens yourself up to good things happening. So there were so many things that, you know, I I did like, like at the very beginning of my career, um, the very first thing that I ever did, I I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, with a bunch of guys, um, in a, in an apartment and I had just graduated college and I had written a screenplay called Johnny Zombie that was about – it was a comedy about a, a a guy who turns into a zombie and ends up uh, uh, taking this girl to the prom that he always wanted to. And it seemed impossible to get that made because, again, I knew nobody. I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I just had this script. But – You know, I would give the script to everybody that I knew in the hopes that somebody would read it and maybe it would get somewhere. And this was sort of pre internet, actually. So, you know, now it's a lot easier to get stuff around. But then you had to like give people copies of things. And so I ended up giving it to a friend of mine, this guy Adam Marcus, who was friends with this guy Noel Cunningham whose dad was Sean Cunningham, who produced and directed the first Friday the 13th movie along with many other movies. And Sean read it and he was living in Los Angeles. Sean read it and said, I think this is great. I want to make it. I think Disney would want it. He brought it to Disney and they bought it and it got made under the title My Boyfriend's Back. And that only happened because I just kept giving it to people and saying, take a look at this. Take a look at this. What do you think? And then just essentially through sheer coincidence, you know, it it ended up moving forward and getting made. But I think that only happened because, you know, I laid the groundwork up front of just trying to get you know, everybody to take, you know, doing the work to begin with, to write it, and then trying to get everybody I knew to take a look at it. And so that's kind of what I've, you know, done pretty much for the rest of my career is just do the work up front you know, um, get it out to as many people as I can and hope that something comes of it, knowing that probably something won't and, you know, and to just keep going. I might be kind
0: of biased, but I kind of like Johnny zombie.
1: Oh, it was, look, My original was much better. The title was much better, and my original script was much better, I thought.
0: Oh, man. It's funny
1: because it was about, you know, uh, without going into the plot, you know, it was about, there there was a a whole... uh, uh, world of zombies that lived in the cemetery, and this kid Johnny is the only one that left the cemetery to go to the prom. But the rule was that as soon as you left the cemetery, you begin to decay like a regular zombie. Oh. So there was this whole thing going on. And so when I got to Disney, and and I was young, I mean bear in mind I was probably twenty two at this point, right. twenty three maybe. You know, I, got, I go to Disney for my very first meeting at Disney, and, and for to get notes on the script. And they sat me down and they said, "We love the script. It's so funny." the first thing we want to do is get rid of the zombies. And I said, <laughs> well, it's called Johnny Zombie. It's about all these zombies. And they're like, yeah, we just want the one zombie. And so right then, like literally half the movie got thrown Right, out. You know, they wanted, they wanted them gone. And so, you know, and I did it. But it's, uh, you know, dealing with notes in Hollywood is always a, a – It's a dicey proposition because the people giving you notes are the ones with the money, so you have to satisfy them at some level, but you also don't want to destroy your project. So it's always a a dance, you know?
0: Yeah, there's always going to be that balancing act as entrepreneurs, too. I mean, I have had visions for what I've wanted to create, but... What do I got to do? I have to listen to my customers, to my clients, to my fans, because the reality is I am making it for them. I mean, it is theirs in the end. So even though I have this artistic vision and how I I want it to play out, there is that balancing act that always has to happen. And Dean, I'm not letting you go anywhere, brother, because I got some great questions coming up for you in the lightning (laughs) rounds. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, the best time to start getting your life organized is right now. And the easiest place to do it is LegalZoom.com. Getting your life organized starts with protecting your family. And a great way to take control of your family's future is making a will or living trust. That's where LegalZoom can help. There's no easier way to make sure your family is legally taken care of. Getting your life organized also means taking control of your financial affairs. So if you're thinking of starting a business or you have one already, LegalZoom can help you form your business and provide the support you need to run it successfully. For more than 10 years, LegalZoom has helped millions of people get the personalized attention they need. And if you need legal advice or guidance, they can connect you with an independent attorney in most states since they're not a law firm. Don't wait any longer to organize your life and save even more by entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's discount code FIRE. For legal help you can count on for your family or small business, go to LegalZoom.com today. LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. There's nothing worse than wasting time in your business. Whether it's spent on unnecessary travel, sitting in traffic, or planning and coordinating your next meeting, there's simply no need for it. But connecting with your client and coworkers is integral to the success of your business, and that's why I recommend meeting online with Citrix GoToMeeting because it's a smarter way to meet. You can connect with anyone from anywhere because GoToMeeting allows you to meet from any computer, tablet, or smartphone, no hassle necessary. Want face-to-face? They've got that too. Turn on your webcam, and with HD quality. It's like being in the same room. You can even present and share screens to get feedback in real time because with GoToMeeting, everyone sees what you're seeing. So your team is on the same page. I want you to sign up for GoToMeeting today. Try it free for 30 days, nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the try a free button. Do it now and have your first meeting up and running in minutes. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. Dean, welcome to the Lightning Rounds. Where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Well, it sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> if I going to come up with <laughs> mind-blowing answers? <laughs>
0: Simply mind-blowing. That's it. Okay,
1: all right. Let me. Okay, let me put on my mind-blowing hat. <laughs>
0: right, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Fear isn't isn't that. True of pretty much everybody. It's, uh, you know, fear of failure and, you know, you don't want to look foolish and also fear of saying, geez, I never did this before. You know, it's new to me. I, I don't know what to do here. So the path of least resistance is to say I'll do nothing. So, yeah, I would say I would say fear and overcoming that is is one of the uh, one of the hardest things to do.
0: Yeah, and I really want to emphasize that point, looking foolish. We just have this fear, this terrifying, paralyzing, just terror of looking foolish, and we got to get over that. I mean, who cares how foolish we look? I mean, I know it's innate, but let's get over that. Yeah. And Dean, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Keep writing. For me, it's, but I mean, I think that's applicable to, you know, any business. Keep doing whatever you're doing, because the truth is, you know, I, I, it's funny, When I talk to people, they tend to only – they only know my successes, right? Because they they know the shows that were successful or movies or whatever that happened. And what people don't see are – the ten things that I worked on that failed for every one that moved forward, and so you know it's and and I, I will often tell people you know about all of the failures that I've had just so you understand that like for me it's it's and I think this is true of any professional it's your your career is mostly failure with a few bright lights you know and so it's it's largely about you know, keep writing just whatever it is, no matter how bad it goes, you'd move on to the next thing. Something will click, you know, you work hard and you move forward. And, and again, you know, keep writing is obviously, you know, about screenwriting, but I, I think that attitude is applicable to most professions. Dean,
0: what's a personal habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success?
1: Good dental hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, uh, uh, I don't know. Personal habit. Um, I I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know what my best personal habit is. I know that I felt really good when I finally shaved my bald head, and uh, <laughs> because because I had that kind of like weird monk's crown, you know, for a long time, and it looked kind of funky, and and uh, you know, everybody kept encouraging me to just shave it off and go bald. And at the time, I was uh, I, I was pretty good friends with uh, Damon Wayans, who was also bald and about a foot taller than me, right? Um, you know, and, and a tough looking guy. And I was like, geez, if I shave my head bald, I'm going to look like mini me next to Damon. <laughs> and, and so you know, I don't want to do that, but it funny. Just doing that was kind of freeing in a way. I was like, oh, okay. It actually looked a little better. And I was like, oh, you can make sort of big moves and (laughs) all of that. I know it's a habit, but uh, um, that and I I suppose uh, getting enough sleep is probably a good habit, although I struggle (laughs) with that.
0: Do you use that special, um, I'm trying to think it's like that, to shave the head that came out on Kickstarter a while ago that's just been...
1: I know exactly the thing you're talking about. I don't use... I just use a regular razor. And and the first time I did it, I was so paranoid because I I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this without cutting my head all up because, you know, you have the whole back of your head, which you can't even see. But it turns out it's actually really easy. I, I encourage every one of your listeners to get a razor right now and shave themselves bald. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It'll open up a whole world
0: for them. Oh, Dean, 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 Dean. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners?
1: Well, I use the IMDB a lot. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. It's the internet. yeah, internet Mastery. movie uh, database. database yeah um you know but that that's kind of specific to what i do but it's a really good resource for you know basically what it does is it lists everybody who works in the entertainment industry and all of their credits and what they're you know working on now and all that so you know i i uh, a lot of people use that um you know i uh, that's one of my go-to uh things and then you know i like a lot of the movie sites you know i like hit fix i like uh badass digest oh, yeah. uh, John August, the screenwriter John August has a really good, uh, website with a lot of advice that I, I like to go to. So th- those are some of the places that I like to visit.
0: Dean, if you could recommend one book for our listeners to join romance for men and fitness confidential on the show notes page, what would it yeah. be and why
1: on writing by Stephen King? Um, I think is the finest book, uh, about writing that's been published and there have been a lot of them. Um, but it's a spectacular book. I probably read it five times. It's a very nuts and bolts book. You know, it, it talks about, to some extent, things that like we don't even want to think about in terms of writing, like grammar and you know stuff like that. But in a very sort of fun way, it talks about story construction, writing dialogue, creating characters, you know, all of that, writing prose. Um, and it also, what's really fun about it is it was written by Stephen King. Um, he started it before. I don't know if you remember, but he had a a, sort of a catastrophic accident where he got hit by a band. Oh, yeah. Put him in the hospital for, uh, you know, months and months and months. He had started this book before that accident and then completed it during the recovery after that accident. So he talks quite a bit about that accident and about his life. And, you know, there's a lot of personal stuff and how that influences, you know, writing. And, and essentially, you know, he makes a large point in it, which I loved, which is that writing – is not the be all and end all of your life, that your your life is not a support system for writing, but it's the other way around, mm. you know, that you have to live your life, you have to um, have experiences and do things. And then you use those in your writing as opposed to, you know, just be focused on that and don't live a life. And, and you know, uh, that was sort of inspiring to me. But I love the book. It's called On Writing. It's by Stephen King. And if, if you're at all interested in writing, I, I, I highly recommend it.
0: Well, being a native-born Mainer, I always love when somebody from Maine gets highlighted on Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to thank you for that, Dean.
1: Sure. I didn't know you were from Maine, but yeah, all right, shout out to Maine. (laughs)
0: Yeah, shout out to Maine, born and raised in south of where um, Stephen was from. He was from the Bangor area. I was from- Bangor. Bangor, Maine, and (laughs) he's very active in that community. Yeah. But Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I've teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And is romance for men in the audio form, Dean?
1: It is in the audio form. You can get it on Audible, and in fact... It's really funny. First of all, I, I should point out, it's a very funny book, but it's also super, super dirty. It's a super R-rated book, so <laughs> okay. it's not for kids. Um, but it is. the audiobook is read by Serena Scott Thomas, who is the sister of Kristen Scott Thomas, and she's this very, very proper you know, British woman with a very proper <laughs> British accent, and the book is just filthy. It's absolutely dirty, filthy. And to hear her read it in in this incredibly prim and proper British accent is hilarious.
0: You know, she's blushing just like throughout. She she
1: probably is. She probably is.
0: Uh, Well, Dean, this next question's the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have your food and shelter, taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I think I would sell the laptop for two thousand dollars, take the twenty five hundred dollars, <laughs> go to Vegas, put it on black, and see what the hell happens. And just keep riding it. Just keep riding it. Just keep riding <laughs> it. And then, you know, and then if and then if I lose it all, it's probably off a bridge for me. Well, hey,
0: your food and shelter taken care of, so money, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, you could take it or leave it.
1: I don't know. What, what do other people say? I, I want to know what, what other. Um, people You're
0: <laughs> going to have to listen to Entrepreneur on Fire okay. to find that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, what I would probably do is I would start a, a podcast called, uh, um, entrepreneur in blazes <laughs> and just see, see if I could steal your audience and, oh. uh, and just piggyback off of your success.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. We would be partners in crime. And Dean, love. speaking of in blazes, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you. Then we'll say goodbye.
1: Well, the best way to connect with me is through my website, which is just uh, uh, deanlory dot com d e a n l o r e y uh, dot com. And you know, uh, there's a, a link to contact me. I get a lot of emails from folks, and I, I always respond, even if it takes you know oh, cool. a, a little bit. Um, I often, I also have a, uh, a a fan page on Facebook called Meet Dean. Uh, Meet Dean D e a n. Um, so you can get a hold of me through there. Um, and you can also uh, get a hold of me through – you could go to the Romance for Men website, which is just uh, romanceformen.com, uh, F-O-R instead of the number. Um, and there's a lot of information about the book and all that on there, and that's another way to get a hold of me. So you can I'm – pretty, I'm pretty gettable.
0: You are get a bull, in a good way, in a good way, Fire Nation. So, Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Dean, Lori, and JLD today. So, keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Dean in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Go directly to his site, deanlori.com. He will respond to your email. He guarantees it. Facebook, obviously, romanceformen.com. And Dean, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thank you very much. I had a great time and I'll come on anytime and talk about whatever you like. Yes, I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay, great. (laughs) Bye. All right, take care.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite.